This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Calamar. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and uh, we are back here on another episode of the podcast, and uh, we continue our Burning Question series uh, as we've been looking at all of these different divisions and deciding on what are the biggest questions for these teams in the NFL, and we're going to hit every single one of them at some point. Uh, we've already went through a couple of them, and uh, now we move along here to uh, the NFC West, which is uh, right in Dylan's wheelhouse because uh, it includes the Los Angeles Rams. And if you're a listener of the show, nothing else needs to be said uh, because we know uh, Dylan is a Rams aficionado. And uh, Dylan, this is uh, we look at the NFC West. We were talking about it before we started, and it's uh, I mean, you look, it's. You could very well make the case that this could be, you know, one of the best divisions, I think, in the NFL. And we've looked at it, you know, certainly last year you see what the Niners did, the Seahawks, you know, the Rams. I know they struggled a little bit, but with the Cardinals making their move seemingly, trying to be a playoff contender, uh, this could be one of the more exciting divisions in the league. Yeah, top to bottom, it's tough to argue in terms of, especially with the Cardinals making all these improvements. We'll get to their one still concern I have with them uh, making that leap to a, being a playoff team after going 5-10-1 last year. But overall, yeah, it's hard to look at another division, uh, especially at least in the NFC, that doesn't have some team that is so clearly at the bottom or definitely rebuilding a lot of things moving up. All these teams, even the Rams included, for all of my own personal concerns, uh, all these teams have aspirations of uh, making the playoffs and advancing from there. So um, and it's for good reason. I mean, all of them, even even the teams on the bottom right now and the Rams and Cardinals, both have so many good things still going for them and for the Cardinals, uh, really improving on, especially on offense. But overall, yeah, this, I mean, last year, even the Cardinals weren't great, but they still gave the Niners a couple of really tough games. You saw the Rams could have easily beaten Seattle twice. They beat them once. 
Uh, they had a close game with the Niners. So all the games between these teams last season, I believe the Cardinals beat the um, Seahawks late in the season as well. A lot of these games were close. And, uh, you know, I don't anticipate that being much different. Um, they do get a little bit of fortune, I guess, facing the uh, NFC East uh, this year, which, yeah, the Eagles and Cowboys are still really good, but uh, at least the Cowboys. But, yeah, Giants and Redskins should be easier. They get the AFC East as well. I think that will bode well for us possibly, especially with seven teams uh, making it from each conference. I w- I'd be surprised if we don't see at least two teams from the NFC West, but possibly three making it to the playoffs this year. You heard it here first. All four NFC West teams getting to the playoffs <laughs> this year. It, I guess it could happen. Uh, technically. Right? I mean, technically it could happen, but uh, no, you mentioned, have that extra. no, you mentioned the Cardinals. And so let's start with them because uh, we, we laugh about the playoffs and uh, the arc burning question for the Cardinals is pretty simple. Uh, has the defense kept up with the improvement of the offense to make them a dark horse playoff contender? Um, we just mentioned the strength of the division. Uh, it helps that, you know, they're going to be playing the teams, uh, you know, from other divisions, like we said, the NFC East, the AFC East. Uh, that's going to help them a bit. But getting DeAndre Hopkins uh, is great. And, you know, adding the weapons they have on offense now, uh, wonderful. But they got to be able to stop people, and mm-hmm. that's still something that I think you're going to look at with this Cardinals team and wonder. I mean, you, you fully expect them. If listen, if we're betting the the over under, uh, we're probably taking the over in a lot of Cardinals games this season. Uh, but I don't necessarily know if that's going to translate into a lot of wins unless their defense uh, can pick up the pace and be able to to maybe stay on track with the offense. Yeah, I know Isaiah Simmons can play multiple positions, but unless he's actually playing like three or four different positions at one time, <laughs> right. I don't really know how much of an impact he's going to have. I do think he will be a great boost for their offense, our defense right in the middle of it, especially defending tight ends. We always talked about here with our fantasy angle of how awful the Cardinals were against yeah. uh, tight ends last season. I think he's a guy that can guard anyone on the field, receiver, running back, uh, tight end, anything. So I think he definitely helps. But yeah, when I look at this team overall, they still finished in the bottom third of the NFL in uh, DVOA, 27th against the pass. Uh, they're fine on uh, their run defense, but overall against this division, that's not going to get it done. So yeah, their offense, uh, you know, they obviously uh, improved quite a bit. You talk about, I mean, anytime you get a receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, it's going to boost you. But I think just you look at also the, the full unit that they have, their offensive line definitely improving. I thought they did a great got a value pick where they got Josh Jones. And you watch Kyler Murray's highlights from last year, and you look at some of the things he did well. And I mean, the guys, there's no reason to not be excited about what he'll be able to do as he continues to develop for them so yeah that side of the ball seems set uh but defensively yeah i still have too many concerns i don't know if they've made those improvements in terms of this question we'll see how big of an impact Isaiah simmons has but to ask him to morph them from a bottom fourth of the nfl defense to uh being at least towards the middle of the pack to try to compete for a playoff spot it's going to be tough and that's another thing about playing in division like this even though i you know i mentioned the they have the kind of easier games to be outside of the division but you're still facing seattle twice you're still facing yep. the 49ers twice they lost to the rams twice they've been a they have not done well against the rams uh since sean mcveigh has been there i think he's either eight and zero or seven and one or something like that some ridiculous number and they've just blown them out a lot of the time so yes they've made a lot of improvements but they've been a bad matchup for them so yeah that's the thing i just don't have this defense uh when we get to those division games at the end of it if they're gonna actually win some of them they need to step up um and we'll see you know again maybe a lot of these guys will improve overall as a unit that just did not play particularly well last year but i'm not convinced that they made enough additions there for 2020 to be the year maybe 2021 is a more accurate uh, uh, timetable for when the Cardinals might be in contention again. Yeah, the Cardinals could be the most fantasy-relevant team uh, based <laughs> on the fact that they could have one of the most exciting offenses and they could be the team that you completely attack 
every week on defense. So uh, you could have the Cardinals uh, right in the front of your mind heading into every week if you're a fantasy player because uh, you may either be trying to play as many guys in their offense as you can or uh, be playing all the guys that are going up against them. So uh, that could be the state of things for the Cardinals. But, yeah, they've got to get their defense better uh, because otherwise, uh, you know, they could score 40 points a game, but if they give up 42 uh, not going to really result in a lot of wins. So we'll see if the Cardinals can do that uh, in year two there under Cliff Kingsbury. And we move on to uh, the Rams. And as we hyped them earlier, um, Dylan not yet making a Super Bowl prediction for the Rams this season. And the reason why is because the burning question that we have for them is, uh, will their new additions be able to offset all of the departures that they've had this offseason? And Dylan, they've had quite a few of them. Uh, when we look at some of the ones that they're going to have to replace, uh, you know, certainly Todd Gurley's one that, that most people are going to be talking about, but uh, there are others as well. Uh, Brandon Cooks is now with the Texans. Uh, Dante Fowler's now with the Falcons as well with mm-hmm. Gurley. Um, so the Falcons, I mean, they, they have some, some players to replace. And I think, uh, as you've talked about before, and probably as you're going to bring up now, I mean, the offense you feel like is probably still going to be clicking, you know, under Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would expect that as long as Jared Goff can be more consistent. We did mention some of the inconsistencies he's had. But um, if that's the case, then you flip it to the defense and wonder, yeah. um, you know, are they, there's some guys they've got to replace there. And, yes, they have Aaron Donald. But uh, as we kind of laughed about with Isaiah Simmons, um, you know, Aaron Donald can't play every position. And so uh, <laughs> can can they replace some of these guys that they're going to lose? Yeah, in terms of, I think they made some good replacements on the offensive side. Obviously, we'll see how much Cam Akers sees the field in year one, but I think he fits really well into what McVay is trying to do. I think Van Jefferson will fit right in. The Rams are already pretty deep at receiver with what Josh Reynolds has done for them. I don't think that was really an issue. Uh, we saw in the second half of the season how Tyler Higby just became not just a fantasy star, but an actual legit star for the Rams in terms of it was always a great blocker and a, and a nice solid piece of that offense, but he really took on a you know, a real, made a big leap. So, uh, yeah, overall, the second half of the year, the offense started clicking again. It wasn't, you know, for most of the season, it did not look like uh, 2018, but I think they kind of figured it out, and the, the offensive line had so many injuries. I don't, you know, it's it's tough to think that they'll have the same level of injuries. There's more uh, experience now with some of the younger guys like Ryan Allen and Austin Blythe that have been able to, you know, at this point, have more time together. I think that continuity will go a long way. They actually have a decent amount of depth when I look at it um, on an offensive line. So, yeah, they're not so concerned. I'm concerned, yeah, as I mentioned uh, to you before we recorded, you know, their defense last year is the only reason they really were still in playoff contention for so much of the season. They had some games where it got a little unheralded, but they finished ninth in DVOA and defense overall, solid against the pass and the run in the top ten on both sides. And I just I'm concerned about the continuity there. Those departures, Dante Fowler, obviously, um, but then also even Corey Littleton, who was such, you know, for a team that really didn't have the best linebacking group to to lose him, not be able to keep one of them. I thought they'd at least be able to keep one of those guys, not be able to keep either. Uh, Really, it's, you know, like you said, Aaron Donald can only do so much. Uh, um, It does help that they kept Michael Brockers, that deal that the Ravens fell through. So they I mean, they have some solid pieces. I still think the, the back end of the secondary was solid with Taylor Rapp uh, here we go going into the second year. John Johnson's been great for them, obviously Jalen Ramsey. And I, I, Troy Hill's filled in fine on, as the second corner. So secondary-wise, I'm not as concerned as overall the outside of their defensive line. And, yeah, their linebacking group, uh, you know, yes, they, they add Leonard Floyd um, on, on the defensive line. But what he's been able to do the last couple of years in Chicago, he hasn't really lived up to some of his early production in his career. So I'm concerned with that, but mainly their linebackers, um, especially in a, it's just in this division too, with the way that uh, Seattle and San Francisco can basically attack any 
piece of you, any piece of your uh, defense that's not up to par. Uh, that's that's where I'm concerned with the Rams. I, I I think their offense will probably have a better overall ranking by the end of 2020 than it did in 2019. But I do not have the same level of confidence in their defense being a top 10 unit still. It's I mean Aaron Donald helps a lot of that. He makes a lot of your uh, concerns go away with his play. But at the same time, uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm going to be concerned, and I'll, it'll take me a little while to see what we expect from some of these guys filling in, especially Terrell Lewis. They're, if they're going to ask him to start right off the bat. Uh, it's, I mean, <laughs> good luck. It's going to be a, you know, and definitely going to take some time for him to adjust to the NFL level. I think. Interesting start to the season for them too. Their first three games, they uh, they'll host the Cowboys, they'll play at the Eagles, and they will go to Buffalo to play the Bills. Yep. So, it's tough. Not, an, not an easy start to the season for the Rams. But uh, you mentioned you'll learn more about them, and we could learn more about them very early because uh, those are going to be three challenging games there. Sean McVay's team uh, to start things off. But uh, speaking of challenging, well, uh, you don't have to worry about uh, things being too challenging uh, when you have all the money because you're going to win it all at Bet Online because uh, there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. Uh, NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. Uh, you can still bet on the simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24 7. Uh, or you can participate in the $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, uh, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. That's right up our alley uh, here on the show. And then uh, coming up, how about this? Coming up next Sunday, BetOnline has ex-Chicago Bulls stars Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges joining them to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary and uh, what they're going to be calling After the Dance. So uh, we've had the last dance. We've all watched it. This is going to be After the Dance. And uh, if you want to check all that out, just visit betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, BLUEWIRE, uh, to receive your new welcome bonus. And you can check out all the action when you do that. Uh, Bet Online, your online wagering solution. And Dylan and I just talked about all the departures uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. And, folks, let me tell you, uh, you don't have to worry about your significant other uh, leaving you if you're using Blue Chew. Because uh, Blue Chew is uh, the go-to here on the podcast. Become a favorite. And uh, because, guys, if you're looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds, just get on over to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. Uh, They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. And because they're chewable, they work even faster. Uh, You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. BlueChew's online physician is free of cost. And once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. How does it get any better than that? And we got a great deal for you guys, as we always do. All you got to do is visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, BLUEWIRE. All you got to do is pay the $5 shipping, and uh, you will get your first order free. Again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. All right, Dylan, let's go to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, this is a team, and we were kind of talking about this before we started, um, we, we kept thinking, you know, what's, what's the question for the Seahawks? Because it seems really obvious. And they were like, well, what mm-hmm. are the other questions that you have for them? Their offense is really 
very similar to what it was last season. There's not really a whole lot different on there. Uh, we know they've added Greg Olson, uh, but really for the most part, you know, you've got pretty much that same, you know, unit still intact there. Mm-hmm. And, and really that flips it to the defense, right? Because our question for the Seahawks is, is their pass rush going to be their Achilles heel? And, and that seems like a pretty obvious one, but when you think about it, I mean, there's really not a lot of questions when it comes to this team, and that, I guess, can be a good thing uh, probably for this team. I mean, they weren't really, uh, I guess, overly active maybe in, in mm-hmm. free agency. Like, they just didn't have to make a ton of moves. Um, we weren't really talking about them a whole lot coming out of the draft, but yet they seem like they've still got a team in place that's probably going to get to the playoffs, and now it's just a matter of seeing if this pass rush can make it, you know, not just a team that gets to the playoffs, but a team that could potentially make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that's obviously my uh, biggest concern outside of the one that we brought up when we first started this podcast before last season uh, about letting Russell Wilson take over games before it's the fourth quarter and they need him to uh, have some sort of miracle to pull it out. Uh, I think I believe there's a tweet basically about that exact thing that Russell Wilson liked a few weeks ago, which is shows you where he's at with that. But no, they're yeah, their offense is in such a, a good spot with him and just overall the, the weapons they have. DK Metcalf has obviously become. Uh, really quickly last year, such a huge part of what they do. Obviously, Tyler Lockett, there was no, you know, there was concern going into the last season with Doug Baldwin retiring, how they, if Tyler Lockett would be able to handle the number one uh, receiving duties. And sure enough, he uh, killed it the whole time. So, yeah, like you said, that side of the ball is not my concern. Defense on the other side, man, yeah. For a team, we talk about like one player's impact and how much can they really do um, with the Rams and the Cardinals with Isaiah Simmons and then uh, obviously Aaron Donald. But Really, last year, even though Jadavian Clowney didn't miss a ton of action, he did have injuries that sl- uh, slowed him down. And you could obviously tell in those games, they just looked like a completely different defense when he was healthy, which was pretty limited. Um, but the one game, obviously, that stands out was when they won in San Francisco. It took some missed field goals from the Niners. But nonetheless, their defense was the real reason they were in that game um, and ultimately pulled it out. And then you go to Week 17 where uh, he's not the same guy and they just could not get the job done. And yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. They still could bring Clowney back, but obviously the injury issues are always going to be a concern with him. They obviously draft Darrell Taylor. We'll see what he's able to do um, off the edge. But yeah, I'm, it's definitely my uh, biggest concern with them. We uh, they're a team that you know, this isn't the Seattle defense of years past where we yeah. had so many dominant defenses year after year. I mean, if you told us even you know just a few years ago that Seattle would finish in the 26th in defensive passing DVOA. Uh, with all the talent they had, it's just it's hard to really fathom. But here we are, and that's not necessarily just a knock on the secondary, as we're saying. It's really the pass rush. They've got uh, when when the, Clowney was not at a hundred percent, you could really just visibly see the lack of pressure, uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, dropbacks, and it ultimately ended up costing them the loss to the Packers in the playoffs. So, yeah, uh, it's just that the defense isn't really anything to that scares you. So, and you know, maybe the Cardinals' offense improves to the point where they're right there. With Seattle and then you have two teams of defenses that are just not going to get the job done another team that might be as you said a, a fantasy delight for everyone just on both sides of the ball yep we're going to be circling those games between those two teams this season um we're going to be we're going to go ahead and just bet the over now we need to know what the line's going to be we're just we're going to take the just over yeah the Cardinals and the Seahawks but yeah it's it's interesting like we said it, it's not to say that the card or the uh, Seahawks have been boring this offseason it's like they're just really not a whole lot um, you know, they're not one of those teams we've talked a lot about. And again, that's probably somewhat of a good thing because 
that means they have some continuity in place, and we know that they do with Russell Wilson still at quarterback. And, uh, again, bringing back a lot of their pieces on offense, now it's just a matter of improving that pass rush uh, to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, and you need to because, again, we, we talk about this division, and, and there are some good offenses. Like, we know the Cardinals are going to be better on offense. We expect the Rams to still be fine there, and then we'll talk about the Niners in a second. So uh, they, they need to be able to win some of these games, and uh, that's going to be an important part of doing that is uh, to get some pressure on the quarterback. But uh, that does bring us to the 49ers, and uh, this is one we're going to have some fun with because, um, you know, it's let's just go ahead and talk about the question. It's will the, 40, will the Super Bowl curse hit the 49ers? Now, we're excited to talk about this because this Super Bowl curse thing, um, it's pretty fascinating. And uh, I guess what we, we pulled up the Wikipedia here because we were trying to find these stats, and I guess this is what it's being called as the loser's curse. Now, of course, we're talking about the team that goes to the Super Bowl and loses the Super Bowl. And then how? what do they do the following season? Well, Dylan, this is a, it's quite a list, isn't it, when it comes to uh, teams that have been runner-up in the Super Bowl and then the following season, like, you know, they don't even make the playoffs. And it's a, it's a pretty long list of teams that haven't done that. And even for teams that maybe have made the playoffs, we've seen much more often than not teams that make the Super Bowl – they have that Super Bowl hangover, and the next season looks a bit different. I am going to say right now that I think it's going to be different for the Niners. I don't know if they get back to the Super Bowl, but this still seems like a team that I think is built to the point to where it's really hard to see them being a team that maybe winds up as one of these ones we're going to talk about on this list, like it's 7-9 and yeah. nine or 5-11. and 11. It just it seems highly unlikely with this 49ers team. Yeah, but, but again, you know, after the Panthers went 15 and one and uh, made it to that Super Bowl, I, no one would have thought they would go six and ten, like you're mentioning the next season. I think the Rams last year, uh, you know, from the year prior, were a little more predictable with some of the things they had. But again, I don't think people thought they'd miss the playoffs either. So it's yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I don't anticipate the Niners taking a huge drop off. I'm a big believer in Kyle Shanahan. Big believer in the additions they made. Uh, obviously, with Staley being retired we know the trade for Trent Williams also having Javon Kinlaw fill in after the DeForest Buckner trade I think they did some a great job uh, you know just filling in the the holes that they were going to have some of the departures uh, we'll see how Brandon Ayuk does in his first season there I think another weapon for them obviously uh, in the receiving corps not that they just overall this team with the way they're able to run the ball with the way that things are designed uh, by Kyle Shanahan I I just do not anticipate them having the same uh, issues uh, but again it is hard to year to year for a defense to be as dominant as they were. We've seen plenty of other defenses in years past that finish in the top five, 10 takes have some sort of regression. So you have, you combine that with uh, based on just opponents record from a year ago, the Niners have the fourth toughest schedule. Um, so it, although early in the year, it looks, it, it starts out pretty light. I was about year. to say, I was going to bring that up. Like I'm looking yeah. at their schedule and I'm telling you right now, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, like if they don't start seven and oh, I may be surprised. Yeah, they got some easier games early on, and especially uh, you want to see the Cardinals like they do early before they get a, a chance yeah. to really build together. Um, obviously, the Jets and Giants, like you're mentioning. Um, so, yeah, it does get tougher, and, and that obviously that that's la- records from last season. So that's taking all, yeah. all these teams in the NFC West face the Patriots. They're obviously not going to be the same animal from a, a year ago. So you have to consider some of the changes that are made. It'll be a lot different probably when they uh, add in predictions for what these teams will be able to do. But they do get the, because they finished first in the division, they do have to face the Packers. They do have to face the Saints, no. uh, which uh, they're, the, all the other teams in their division do not have to do. So those games, 
you know, we'll, we'll contribute. So I, yeah, I don't anticipate, it's just hard to get back to the Super Bowl in general though. So yeah. even teams that win the Super Bowl, uh, it's, it's really hard to have that sort of expectation. I just don't have a, just watch it though. You know, just like we're mentioning with the, these Panthers and Rams teams from years past where we would never would have expected them to miss the playoffs, let alone the, of uh, 16-0 Patriots in 2007, although that's kind of an anomaly, as we talked about before, uh, because they went 11-5 and and didn't get in. <laughs> I, I I think that 11-5 and record, 10-6 and record, isn't out of the question for the Niners. Yep. Um, it's just it's hard to go 13-3 and every year. Right? It's, it's something that, uh, even with all their uh, great coaching, great players, great defense, I think they'll have a little bit of adjustment with some of the newcomers. Um, I, I do think they'll pick up the slack pretty quickly. Um, and overall, I don't, but I just, yeah, I agree with you there. It's hard to anticipate with this team, with this young talent, with all the guys they still have, uh, keeping Robert solid back on defense to make the calls. I, yeah, I just have a hard time seeing them not still be a factor in a really loaded overall NFC. I still think they're my, at this point, there's no reason I'm not going to pick them to win the division, uh, with their talent and everything else. But yeah, just don't be surprised if they, <laughs> if they don't get back to the Super Bowl. I don't think that should be considered a, yeah. a disappointment. It's just, it's, it's a really tough conference and yeah, they're scheduled and some of the adjustments they're going to have to make are going to have some sort of toll. Yeah. And just to note on that schedule for their first six games are at home and those home games are against the Cardinals, the Eagles, the Dolphins and the Rams. So you could see them winning all those. And then the two road games in that stretch are at the Jets and at the Giants, which we could see them winning both those as well if you go beyond that they play at the patriots on october the 25th um again we don't really know what to expect from the patriots so that one's a little bit harder but then that's where the schedule kind of starts to really take off because after that they go to seattle they host green bay they go to new orleans they're at the rams they host the bills and then from there uh you know they have some challenging games left they got to go to dallas go to arizona and then play the seahawks again so that front part of the schedule, they have to, I think. Very important. Yeah, yeah they, they like they've games. got to, and I was kind of laughing about them going 7-0, and but like realistically, like I, they need to go 7-0, and 6-1, and something like that. I mean, I think that would be a, a really good start, obviously, just from a win standpoint, but um, just based on how their schedule unfolds from there, uh, you could see them, you know, losing several games right there in the middle against some of these other teams we talk about should be pretty strong next season. So uh, going to be important to see uh, how they handle those first, uh, I guess, you know, month and a half, two months yeah. or so of the season, because uh, that could set up, you know, to, to us having this conversation midway through the season about, well, looks like the Niners aren't going to make the playoffs. Um, so we may be having that discussion. Uh, but we'll see. They should still be a really good team, though. So, uh, all right, that wraps it up, uh, our look at the NFC West, and uh, we'll continue to roll through these here on the podcast. And, uh, Dylan, for everything else, uh, we've got a lot going on over Clutch Points as uh, we start to look ahead to the season. Seemingly, the season may look mm-hmm. a little different, but uh, I, at least uh, there are positive step towards there actually being a season, uh, and we've got uh, lots of stuff going on over Clutch Points. Yeah, you can find all of our NFL content at clutchpoints.com and the NFL uh, section. There's a tab right there at the top of the page. All of our stuff there. And as yeah, as Blake mentioned, uh, looking more and more likely there'll be some sort of season. Like you said, it might be a little bit different. Obviously, the positive uh, yeah. kind of movement uh, for some of the other sports that were delayed, like baseball and stuff like that. So if those sports get back going, I think football is one that would prefer to have people in the stands compared yeah. maybe to other sports. Um and when those games do happen, regardless of whether they're fans or not, you can follow them in the Clutch Points app in the NFL section there. Same with NBA games. Hopefully we'll get some sort of a playoff where, wherever it is, if it's in a one place. Uh, we'll see. But, yeah, for the NFL season, I I, I do think we'll have a season. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things that we can't – we don't really know or control, yeah. but it just feels like in some – 
uh, format. It might be delayed because they want to allow people to go. But I think even if that happens, they have the uh, the kind of work ends with the schedule where they might move the weeks one and four to the back end. So there's different things they can do if the season has to be delayed. I think it'll still eventually happen, though. And think about that. We talk about the schedules and the role they could play for some of these teams. But, yeah, I mean, if there are no fans in the stands, I mean, that like that completely <laughs> takes – like that's yeah. really, like with the Niners, let me think about that. Like who knows if they could get back to the playoffs because home and road games aren't going to feel – all that different so um yeah that now that would be pretty fascinating obviously we want we want to see people in the stands in a safe environment but uh man you talk about making predictions uh, with something like that good luck because uh putting these teams basically on on neutral fields with each other uh it's it's hard to know exactly how Mm -hmm. a season will play out could be one of the the wildest seasons for sure but be sure to check all that at clutch points and uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast just uh, search for it on any podcast app you use and thanks as always to the fine folks uh, at Blue Wire and Bet Online for all that they do. And thank you as always for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Established Past Podcast.